Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper podcast. Your host, Gregorio Leoni, will have smart discussion with experts, thought leader, and friends on customer experience, transformation, innovation, and leadership. I hope you will enjoy the next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, today is really, really a big, big pleasure. I have Imtiaz with me from Engati. Yes, you understand well from Engati. Engati is on my podcast, on my show. I am really, really happy to have you here. Hi, Imtiaz. How are you? Hi, Gregorio. I'm doing good. How are you today? Thank you. I am really thrilled to have a discussion with you and to understand also a bit more about Engati. And therefore, I think the next half an hour will be really a blast. But as usual, let's start. First, human first. Therefore, Imtiaz, could you please introduce yourself? Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Gregorio, first of all, for inviting me on this show. It's a real pleasure to be here. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Imtiaz, and uh, I lead uh, product and customer-related engagement for Engati. Um, so I've been working with Engati for about three years now, so spent a lot of time building the product, so I'm pretty happy where it is. And uh, Engati actually stands for Engagement, Automation, and Intelligence. And using engagement, uh, using automation and intelligence, we want to empower businesses to improve their engagement and retention. We'll talk a little bit more about the customer lifecycle and all of that. But um, I think we also recently won the Cody Award for the best artificial intelligence solution. So I think for a product guy like me, it's a good testament. And I'm pretty happy to be here. Thank you very much, Imtiaz, and uh, really, really uh, looking forward to this discussion. Perhaps also to understand and to know, know you a bit a bit better, what are the values, what drives you in life? Yeah, so I think the first thing uh, that drives me in life is the whatever we do, we have to create an impact. I think it has to be whatever we build even. So, for example, we, we do have a lot of ideas in terms of uh, what we want to do and how it could help and so on. Uh, not necessarily every idea has the required resource and the time and energy to, you know, to get it done. But I think given that, like you said, human first, given that we are putting our minds to it, our energy to something, we have to make sure that it does create an impact. I think that's the first value that is very important to me as a person. That uh, that's one. Number two value that is important to me is it's always we before I, which means that uh, if you take your team along and you grow along with them, you'll go long. Whereas, let's say if you're just, I mean, you yourself can be pretty quick. I, I you know we've spent a lot of time where we are, and I can be pretty quick. But uh, but then I'll be quick, but it may not be long, right? So I think the idea is to go long term and to create something that is sustainable, has impact and creates value. I think those are probably two key values that kind of drive me. And I think uh, speaking about long term, long term value creation, then we can go to Engati. Could you please also introduce Engati for the part of the audience that don't already know about about Engati? Sure. So Engati, as I mentioned, stands for uh, engaging uh, through automation and intelligence. So we started off in the year 2017. So it's been close to about four years now. 
uh, we initially started off as a chatbot system, a chatbot system that would allow businesses to automate engagement over Facebook and web channel. So those were the two channels that we started with. But over time, Engati um, has grown into a kind of a customer experience platform. And uh, our tagline today is reimagine the customer journey. So think of it. Um, so if you as a business are already engaging your customers offline, and but the customer of today has evolved, right? They are not reaching out to you only through one channel or one medium. Yeah, so they are, they are everywhere, right? So let's say if you are not taking care of a certain channel, you may actually be getting a lot of negative feedback on a certain channel, which you may not be aware of. This is where Engati comes in. Engati allows you to kind of engage with your customers across 15 different channels. So it is web, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Telegram, email. We also support video calling. And the two other things is uh, we have a AI framework built in. It's called eSense. So you can just upload documents and the bot gets trained by itself. So the bot allows you to engage your customer over 15 different channels 24-7. And I think this is something that our customers are expecting. We are always uh, speaking about increasing customer expectation. But nowadays, as you are saying, customers want to interact with the company 24-7. And, and therefore it made totally sense. Um, you mentioned something or also in the pre-discussion, uh, 15 different channels. To be honest, most of the company have issues to integrate two channels and not 15. Correct. <laughs> How is it possible? Yeah, so I think the 15 is uh, just to support different, uh, see some channels are popular in some regions, uh, like for example, in the US or North America, uh, Facebook Messenger, Instagram are quite popular, WhatsApp not so much. Like in the Middle East, uh, WhatsApp and Telegram are popular. It's just to cater to people from different regions. But generally as a business, I think it's typically three to four channels uh, that they would uh, kind of heavily engage and uh, kind of uh, at the end of it uh, activate. I don't think they go beyond four channels. You are right about that. So, but 15 is... It's just uh, probably I'm just using my sales pitch. <laughs> no, but it, it makes totally sense because uh, you are touching one, one really important topic. It's about the cultural differences. You mentioned US, you mentioned Middle East, and also thinking about Europe. In Europe, we are using quite a lot of um, WhatsApp, and I think you have also a special offer nowadays on, on WhatsApp integration. Could you please elaborate a bit on that? Sure. So uh, WhatsApp has become pretty popular these days. I think uh, um, today WhatsApp is even used by businesses. Earlier, WhatsApp was a consumer product. Uh, but I think now WhatsApp is also being used heavily by businesses to send out notifications to engage for customer support and stuff like that. Uh, so we are a top tier partner of Facebook for WhatsApp and Instagram. Uh, as part of the WhatsApp offering, uh, we are giving away for any new business that is going to sign up for WhatsApp three months for free. So if they sign up for an annual package, they get three months for free. On top of that bonus, if uh, you reach a certain usage target, you get one more month for free. 
It's nice. I think it's it's a good offer, but at the end, it's a collaboration between you and your prospects to to find the best way to drive customer through their life cycle. And I think now we are also coming to the main topic of of this discussion. Um, we we are discussing about customer experience with engaging customer and retaining customer. And there, I think the key for businesses is first of all, before speaking about technology, is to understand that. Customer acquisition is important, but yeah. keeping the customer, retaining the customer, and engaging the existing customer base is key. What's your view on that? Yeah, so so to me, uh, acquisition and retention go hand in hand. I think uh, uh, so. If you retain an existing customer, you don't have to. Your CAC goes down. You don't have to invest more in, you know, kind of uh, reacquiring the customer. So I think customer retention is extremely key. And in fact, uh, uh, one of the trends that I see today is um, um, the somebody like us. There is a CXO for a customer, right? So there is a CXO role for a customer, like CCO, Chief Customer Officer, which means. Uh, there is more and more importance being given to customer experience and customer retention. And the whole idea that I think even people, I mean, even businesses are understanding is that uh, we, they need to focus a lot more on retaining customers than just acquisition. Um, so I, yeah, to me, like I said, acquisition and retention are both important, but pertaining to retention itself, um, providing the right customer experience is important. Uh, it's not just support, I think. We need to understand. Uh, so support is just, hey, if I have an issue, then can you solve it for me? Uh, that's what I think traditionally businesses do. But re retention is much beyond that, right? You need to understand what are the goals of the customer? Why are they using your product or service, right? Once you identify the goal, you need to map it to what your product or service can do for them. After you do that, you make sure that you work with them and ensure that you know they are actually meeting those goals. They are achieving their ROI uh, for the investment that they have made. Um, I think that's a happy customer. And once a customer is happy, uh, they, they are, I think, definitely retained and they will renew. I think what you are saying makes totally sense. And this is, let's say, the official theoretical answer. How is Able and Gati to engage customers? What, for example, do you have best practices or example, tangible examples that you can share with, with us how to do that? Yeah, so uh, probably what I can do is uh, I'll talk to you through, through a few examples of how we work with customers. Um, so there is a large... Uh, uh, insurance company in the Middle East. Um, it's called Qatar Insurance. And uh, what they did do was, um, so most often in uh, insurance, as you know, we have to re renew the insurance periodically. It could be month, in some cases, it could be half yearly, yearly, and so on and so forth, right? So the company was a lot more focused on acquiring new people and not as much on renewals. Um, so because of which uh, they had heavy drop rates. I mean, not many people were renewing because they were probably getting a better offer, uh, a better premium outside from a different insurance organization. So we worked with Qatar Insurance to build an integrated campaign that starts right after they onboard. 
So for example, uh, where they could create rules to say uh, after a month, after they have kind of onboarded onto Qatar insurance, there is a survey that is sent out, hey, how are you doing? Is everything okay? Are you doing fine? Do you need help? And so on and so forth. Then six months down the line, or even monthly, we were sending like periodically, the bot would notify and, you know, give uh, best practices around uh, how to stay safe and, you know, stuff like that, keeping them engaged. So if it was health insurance related to health, if it was travel, it was something else and so on and so forth. And then when it came closer to renewal, uh, you would uh, probably start to engage them with some promotions to say, hey, if you renew now, we can give you X versus Y versus Z and so on. And all of this was automated completely. And we saw that a lot of people would renew with even 15 days to go, right? So I think this is a good case study where we took the use case more from a customer support to a customer retention kind of uh, direction, which actually allowed uh, Qatar insurance to kind of close more on renewals. So this this is one example. I think this this example I really like it because at the end and it's it's proved also by numbers it's cheaper cheaper to keep customer than than to find new ones and exactly what you are saying I think it's really a best practice because if we look in at telecommunication in Europe in particular also in Switzerland where I'm where I'm living is they companies are always doing these promotions only for new customer and the existing one needs to continuously change to get also this promotion and it doesn't make sense at all perhaps do you have another example that that you, that you can share yeah so i'm just trying to think yeah so there's uh, one more example that i would like to take off uh, Mm, let me uh, pick pick a company that is closer to where I stay. So I stay in Bangalore in India. Uh, so we have a home furnishing and home design company called LiveSpace in India. So what they do is, um, so let's say people have bought new homes or they want to redo their homes and so on and so forth. In fact, uh, so for them, a lot of what was happening was uh, they had a lot of customers who were happy with them they were not leveraging them to bring in referrals. I think, uh, in especially in B2C space, I would think of referrals and going back to the, uh, going back to the same company as retention and renewing. Um, so we worked with them to uh, kind of uh, have the bot, again, build out the user journey after the work is completed and so on and so forth. So while the work was happening, so generally the company takes up to 60 days to complete the work, let's say redoing the uh, the entire home or redoing a certain section of the home and all of that. The, they would use the bot to give periodic updates about what's happening. Um, so let's say they were using an in-house system where they would upload images or videos of you know the progress and stuff like that. So then the bot would kind of engage with the customers to give them updates about it and after they have kind of even they're done with the work they would the bot would periodically again hey do you have any people who you can refer you have a referral discount or do you need help uh, with anything else at home we are here to help you so that kind of improved uh, the bookings 
uh, that uh, live space kind of had over a period of time. Thank you very much. And again, a great example that uh, that adds understanding also how important it is to develop the customers. And I think this is the next question I would like to ask. Customers change, develop. I was a student, then I was started working, and now I have a family. How is it, is it possible to engage with customer on the long term during the the customer life cycle because as said from a student i have different needs than as a family father and uh, what's your view on that yeah so generally i think uh, one thing that i've seen um, is uh, the needs may change uh, as we grow but i think the experiences uh, kind of remain you would want to have similar experiences over time right so I think uh, if you have always had a good experience with a certain brand or a product during your course of the lifetime, you tend to remember it and kind of set benchmarks around it to say, hey, you know, this is the kind of experience I want. So I think, uh, like they say, change is constant, but and the goals change. But I think we should still keep in mind that uh, the experience also keeps changing. Uh, but as the experience also changes, I think as we grow and as we evolve, we also uh, are exposed to more channels or more modes of doing things, more competition uh, that we can definitely leverage and so on and so forth. But I think the with the experience comes loyalty. And uh, once we have a chance to interact with the customer, we should use that to build loyalty into the customer and you know kind of build loyalty programs to keep them engaged and um, continue them throughout uh, as you evolve I would say. thank you for, for for your answer and i think it's at the end yes we are human beings that we are evolving but as a brand you have a brand proposition and you should stick to that and cover the needs of the customer in the different uh, stages Based on the fact that I have uh, you on, on, on this podcast, on this discussion, and uh, let's look forward. Now it's, uh, it's, it's time to discuss about future. Um, you mentioned you can integrate 15 channels. I think in a few years, or then 20, 25, but it's not only, only about integrating new channels, but it will be also in future new ways of interacting with, with customer. Which trends do you foresee? Yes, one of the trends that I strongly foresee is, um, see, firstly, I think one trend that is becoming evident, earlier people thought automation was the solution to everything. And AI was the solution to everything. Although I think right now we are riding the wave at this point. Um, Maybe in five to six years, AI will become like a a common stay. Everybody will know and how to use it and how to make good use of it. But I think we'll also get to understand that automation does not solve everything. So is the case even with customer experience. I think it has to be a mix of automation with AI with the human interaction. You cannot take away the human interaction. Okay, so I think that is a trend that will become far more evident. I think now we are seeing it, but it will become evident over time. Um, and I think we'll all tend to agree and the brands that we will use, the products that we'll use will also become um, 
this will become a common uh, touch point that both are possible. Number two, a trend that I see is, I know I spoke about 15 different channels, but I feel in the next five to six years, uh, we will have a need to become channel-less. Okay, so right now we are saying omni-channel. Okay, so we market Engati as an omni-channel chatbot solution, right? But I think over time, it doesn't matter which channel is the customer coming in from. I think maybe in two to three years, most products will have the ability to do omni-channel, where you have the ability to move across channels and stuff like that. Again, here, I think what is key is the ability to provide a similar experience irrespective of the channel they are coming in from. Yeah. So I think this whole focus on, oh, this is hot in this region and this is hot here versus here, all of this will go away. I think those are two key trends that I see. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, elaborating a bit on the second one, omni-channel is also evolving to in opti channel the optimized channel for the customer but at the end we need we are in business and we need to look that also from the business side business point of view it's quite difficult to offer 15 20 25 different channels and therefore it's better to focus on less channel but doing it properly than offering all of them and each channel as a completely different experience and and therefore it it makes totally sense and also linked to personalizations at the end also as a human being i am using different channels most of the time now whatsapp in in europe in in switzerland i would like to interact with uh, with the company with, with whatsapp whatsapp but if it's not available then i use other channels because at the end it, i would like to to have um, an experience and based on the fact that i have you on on this call <laughs> on this discussion now we close the, the our eyes for two seconds and it's 2030 it means 10 years ahead from now what are we discussing about customer experience? What are the main topics that we are discussing? Yeah, I think in 2030, uh, the main topics I think that people are discussing is about, uh, I think personalization will be the mainstay. I think uh, you are probably uh, taking, already you are taking recommendations from Alexa that, you know, hey, you need this versus Y versus Z, right? Um, I think right now we are feeding data into all of these uh, computer systems for them to understand and, uh, what we want or how do we think and uh, when do we order, how do we order, what is the preferred mode and all of that. I think all of that will become a very normal experience at that point. And uh, it could be possible that automation could be, I don't know, there's also this concept of IoT. Um, so they are IoT enabled devices. Um, let's say it could be the microwave at your home. It could be the television. It could be, um, I don't know, the storage unit at your home knows what is the quantity of uh, staples that you have left at home and automatically orders and stuff like that. I, I feel in 2030 um, and personalization uh, at this level is something that will be fairly common. Thank you very much. And the question that I need to ask is, and uh, where will be Engati in 2030? Yeah, I hope uh, in 2030, like I said, um, Engati to me, 
should be still continuing to focus on uh, building customer experiences. Now, for example, like I mentioned, if the market is evolving into IoT devices, um, so can we, uh, can businesses, you know, enable IoT devices and automation on them and use intelligence to decide uh, and provide recommendations for consumers and for the IoT devices? I think that's maybe somewhere that we will be in 10 years. Thank you, MTS. And for the people that perhaps are not aware of IoT, it's Internet of yeah. Things. It's something like having a small computer in each device that you have at home, as you mentioned, the microwave or your fridge. And then it makes this, uh, this device intelligent, trackable, understandable. And as MTS said, it's, you can also personalize experiences. I am dreaming of, uh, of the fridge that it's creating a plan, menu plan for the next week that I don't need to discuss with my, with my wife what we are going to have for dinner, but it's already an optimized suggestion. And now going back to the human-to-human -human interactions, it's time to get a bit uh, you to know a bit better. Uh, is there, for example, a book or a recommendation from your side, the, uh, a book that helped you during your career? Um, so I think one of the books uh, that I really liked was there is this book called uh, Good to Great uh, mm -hmm. by James C. Collins. Uh, why some companies make that leap and others don't. This is a book uh, that was given to me when I was pretty young. Uh, so I started my career about 14, 15 years back. Uh, as a young engineer, and uh, I always had this fascination to work with business, primarily because see, I think there are two ways to create an impact, uh, either work for the government, uh, where you can actually work with people and create an impact, or work with businesses that want to create an impact. So, And I think uh, I chose the latter, uh, and that's where I am. And uh, one of my mentors actually gave me this book, which says, Good to Great. Um, I think a lot of us, like I also mentioned earlier, a lot of us have a lot of ideas, uh, which potentially all of them can be really good ideas, right? But what does it take to make a good idea a great idea, right? And I think this book is pretty uh, informational. It does give a process in terms of how you should think, how you should attack, how to plan. Uh, for anybody who has not read it, I think it's extremely good. Uh, the book is quite old. I think it was written about 15 to 20 years back, but I think it's still relevant because it, it touches on the principles as compared to the technology or anything of that sort. So the principles, I think, are still relevant even today and will stay relevant. So I think that is a book that I would recommend. And I can uh, say yes, because I read it and it's really a, a great book. It's not a good book. It's a great book. <laughs> Sorry, joke by side. Um, and I think it, it's make totally sense that uh, we read, uh, read this, this book. And the last question or the second last question, sorry, is um, if somebody would like to contact you, what's, what's the best way? So you could connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, so you can search me, uh, search for me as Imtiaz Bellari, and I think I would show up or Imtiaz Engati also I would show up or you can also email me at uh, Imtiaz at Engati.com. So either way. Thank you. Thank you very much. I will share also this information in the show notes together with the webpage of, of Engati. And the real last question is, 
EMTS golden nugget? It's something that we discussed or something new that you would leave to the audience? Yeah, I think the golden nugget for me always in life, again, like I said, we've already discussed is always prioritize impact and long-term impact over short-term benefit. Uh, sometimes I think you may have to go through the struggles and, you know, you may be going through the trough and it may be hard, but I think you need to stay focused and always stay focused on the long-term goal, the vision and put your effort in the right direction. The long-term, the long-term goal or impact will definitely be the short-term benefit. Thank you very much, MTX. And as usual, I'm not commenting this question because it was MTX uh, golden nugget. And the only thing that I can say is thank you very much to you, MTS, and to Engati to be part of the CX Goalkeeper podcast. Thank you very much. And also to the audience, I hope that you enjoyed this discussion as much as I did. Uh, a fresh view on customer experience, on omnichannel, on customer retention from MTS and Engati. Thank you very much. I wish you a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Grazie mille. Arrivederci. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the word of mouth, subscribe it, share it. Until the next episode, please don't forget, we are not in a B2B or B2C business, we are in a human-to-human -human environment. Thank you.